Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of Logicast, the AWS News Podcast brought to you by Logicata. I'm Carl Robinson, CEO and co-founder of Logicata, and I'm joined, as always, by my colleague, John Goodall. How are you doing today, John? I need a holiday. Uh, today is your first day back from a two-week holiday, so uh, yep. is it really that bad? Yep. <laughs> I need to work out how to take a month off in the dark bit of the year, because we have an international audience. Those not in the UK probably don't realise quite how northern the UK is, and it's we're basically in the Arctic Circle, so it's really dark for a good month at the end of the year, and I don't like working when it's dark. Any Norwegian listeners are probably tuning out right now, uh, you know, where it's dark 24 hours a day. But, uh, yeah, it is, uh, it is pretty miserable. Sad the lamp in. I was going to mention I was going to mention the sad lamp because uh, I knew you had it there somewhere within reach. Uh, but uh, anyway, we are also joined today uh, by uh, special guest Brian Tarbox, who is uh, Logicast alumni. Uh, you've been on the podcast with us before, so it's great to welcome you back again, Brian. Uh, but uh, think things have changed a little bit for you uh, since the last time. So tell us what you've been up to. Um, sure. Hi, and and great great to be back. Um, and I will say, although it has been, uh, although the, the the skies are are dark and there isn't much light, today is the end of the Premier League festive fixtures. Twenty nine games in eleven days, which is just you know um, amazing. Which is it, it's wonderful. Um, and I have. Uh, I actually got a sort of a wonderful, this, is this good news? I uh, shocked this morning when I got a large Amazon bill from CloudWatch because my um, Alexa, I have to say it quietly, Alexa skill was getting so crazy much traffic that, that my CloudFront was going nuts. So that's a, that's a good thing, I guess. But, but yes, you've noticed that my shirt um, says Kalent. Kalent is, is a wonderful, wonderful place. Um, uh uh, in 2023, I had two companies fail out from under me due to, uh, I guess I can say, malfeasance by um, their owners and stuff. And so I landed at Kalent. I'm working with the amazing Randall Hunt. Um, uh, and Kalent, I guess I'm, I, I think I'm maybe officially out of the honeymoon phase, but it still feels pretty awesome. I'm dealing with people who are brilliant and nice. Wow, hire great combo. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. And hang on, are you hiring with European holiday allowances? <laughs> um, well, we are hiring. We are hiring like uh, like gangbusters. Um, and I can't say our our numbers, but man, it, uh, but yeah, no, the people the people are so nice. It's um, and. You know, they always say you want to be the, you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room or the smartest person in the room. At Kalent, there is very little danger of that. <laughs> and uh, are the people who are brilliant and nice, are they one and the same or are some brilliant and some are nice? No, 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 no. That's a, that is the crazy thing. It's, it's, um, there, it seems to be a positive correlation, which is almost unheard of um, in that the, you know, I mean, I, I actually have, in six months, I haven't run into anyone who I wouldn't want to go have a drink with. Um, but um, they're they're just wonderful. And I'll say my boss has been giving me crazy amounts of, uh, of airtime as well. I mean, I will say at the New York Summit, where I'd been 
a Kalen, a Kalen for about two days. They said, Hey, we're, we're filming some stuff. You want to, you know, come along. I go, okay, sure. I'll hold the camera lights or something. And, you know, Randall did one, one um, video. And then he said, Oh, the next one's on AI and bias and ethics. He said, but I'm really tired. Brian's going to do this one. And I'm like, Oh, he is. And I said, um, <laughs> when, when is Brian going to do this? And the camera guy goes, so so uh so they're showing a lot of faith but it's it's fun and and as my wife will say the most dangerous place in the world is to stand between me and a microphone so (laughs) i will i will own that (laughs) nice and uh we were just uh talking in our preamble about uh reinvent and uh your your new cape so uh, you are of course uh, an aws hero brian tell us about the cape well, I had been. Yeah, th- thank you. Yeah, I'd, I'd said, look, if if, if we're going to be heroes, we, we need capes. And and various people <laughs> were like, well, no one's going to be shameless enough to wear capes. And I said, have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I got a cape, and I I you know, ten dollars at Amazon. I I ironed on the the hero logo, and I wore wore it around. Um, and um, there there actually was a company at the at the show that would make heroized pictures of you. Um, and so um, they made a heroized picture of me. It was like, looks like the Batman with the body armor and the, and a mask. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, nice. I, I did see that. Yeah, right, right, right. It's uh, it's fun. But, you know, I ran into, I ran into uh, Werner and, uh, you know, at, at a hero thing. And he said, Brian, you finally got your cape. And I'm like, oh, my God, he knows who I am. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And he knows that I've been going for a cape, so it's uh, uh he's just he's just a wonderful, wonderful man, and and as always, his keynote was amazing. So, so is yours the only AWS hero cape, or have other heroes taken your lead now? Um, uh, I have most of them have asked me to bring capes for them <laughs> next year, so um, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm going to I think I'm going to have a a a, a rocking business, um. And I was thinking of making making a new one that had like little pockets for the phone and you know badges and <laughs> stuff. It's a, yeah. I mean, why not? Why, why not? not? You know, it's a, could be a great little sideline. I hope you've uh, set pricing expectations already for the uh, for the hero capes for next year. Uh, no, we we heroes take care of each other. It's all it's all uh, okay. I see. It, it's it, yeah, it's yeah. all good. And and I, I will say, I mean, one of the nicest things about the the hero program is that i mean as with you know i'm in, i'm in boston and y'all aren't and um you know we have i have friends all over the world you know through the program and it's just it's just wonderful so yeah i guess it's a case of you scratch my back and i will cover yours with a cape <laughs> so uh, yes. there we go yes. <laughs> whenever anyone says capes i think of the incredibles movie is that with the cat no capes <laughs> okay exactly. sucked into a vortex pulled into an airliner it was brilliant right brilliant. right right Anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about dressing up as uh, superheroes or AWS heroes. We are, in fact, here to talk about AWS news. And uh, some of our news is a little old because uh, we, like everyone else, have taken some time out for the last couple of weeks uh, for the festive and uh, New Year holiday period. Uh, But we have got a uh, collection of news articles taken from my weekly AWS News Roundup newsletter a couple of weeks ago before I knocked off for Christmas. And uh, the first of those articles is an article from the Seattle Times uh, about uh, the most topical thing in AWS News right now. It is, of course, AI. So uh, we do, uh, we, John did say that we've managed to do at least one episode of the podcast without talking about AI. This isn't one of them. We're going to lead <laughs> straight into season three, episode one, 
first podcast of 2024, and we're going to jump straight in feet first and talk about AI. So this one uh, is based on uh, an interview with AWS CEO Adam Solipsky uh, about his AI vision for AWS. And uh, one of the things I quite liked uh, about this article myself when I read it, because I did actually read it for a change, um, was uh, the uh, the three-layer uh, stack that he outlined uh, in terms of AWS's vision uh, with infrastructure for AI at the bottom layer. So obviously your uh, NVIDIA GPU-powered server farms, et cetera, that, uh, that, that run the enormous models. Uh, then, of course, in the, the middle layer, You've got the models, the large language models, uh, which we're going to talk a little bit about. Um, and then, of course, at the top layer, which is what most people think of when they think of AI, is the applications um, that run on top of those models. So uh, a lot of people think of chat GPT uh, when they think of generative AI. Uh, other apps are available, such as Amazon Q, of course, which was launched um, at reInvent recently. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I quite like the way that uh, Adam outlined that three-layer stack um, in, in terms of AWS's vision. So, um, Brian, I'm going to go to you first because I know this is an area that you're quite interested in. And, of course, you were at reInvent and uh, John and I were not. So uh, what, what do you make of all of this uh, AI buzz? <laughs> um, well, uh, of, course, of course it's fascinating, and I have to stipulate it by saying that I, I for one, welcome our robot overlords. Um, <laughs> um, um, it's there, there. There's there's so much to to uh, unpack, and I think I mean, but I think so. I think the three three layers is actually um, a, a great starting point because you know we are in such early days, and I've seen news articles that say, "Oh, Amazon is behind," and it's like, eh, I'm not I'm not sure, you know, I I agree, and they're like. You know, people are saying, oh, Titan isn't the very best model in the world. And it's like, it doesn't have to be. I mean, uh, as we as we have seen more and more models, you know, come online, um, the, the bedrock approach of being an API on top of the models begins to look fairly brilliant. Um, and I don't know if anyone remembers, probably, I don't know, they should, but I'm not sure if anybody... Um, Younger than me remembers the Martin Marvin Minsky's book uh, Society of Mind, um, where he talked about the different intelligences that make up human intelligence, and I think that could correspond to lots of different models. So pe some people have said, "Oh, we need a model that can handle everything." And it's like, eh, no, I don't think so. You know, we're beginning to see the diversification where you have models that are um, better at summarization, models that are better at doing. Um, you know, image image generation, um, and I think we're going to continue to see lots of of specializations. I mean, we even if you haven't read Minsky's book, you know, we talk about you know emotional intelligence and social intelligence and cognitive intelligence, and I think that's going to mirror into into these models. And so, having a having a thing like Bedrock that can you know do some analysis, figure out what kind of question the question is. Um, and then pick an appropriate model. I think that's that's you know quite quite brilliant. So um, that's really interesting. I mean, there's oh, there's 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 just so much. And I'll, I'll say my background is in cognitive uh, psychology. I was working with dolphins, but you know, dolphins, humans, you know, uh, kind of the same. Um, 
And and um, um, one of the things that has really struck me is how much LLM, how many human beha- cognitive behaviors the LLM seem to be mimicking. So, you know, they have the primacy and recency effect. So if you have a long, long prompt, the things that they get at the beginning and the things at the end are pay- paid more attention to than the things in the middle, just like humans do. And if you tell an LLM that it's really good at a thing, it will do a better job. And, and that's really shocking. I mean, if you'd asked me if that was going to happen, if you'd asked me a year ago if that was going to be the case, I'd say, no way. Um, um, but that's that's fascinating. And I can go off on some tangents or we can go back to the actual article um, as, as, as you like. Um, tangents are always good. We, okay. we usually... Uh, the, the as our tangerines, given it's Christmas. Uh, well, uh, yeah, those, those are all gone. Boom. Christmas is finished. <laughs> Considering you're the man who hates Christmas and you're still talking about I, Christmas on the second. I don't hate so. Christmas. <laughs> I, I, I could go on a massive tangent about that. It gets banned from many things because it's, it's quite anti-religious. So let's just, let's just move on. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about AI because at okay. least it's relevant. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, um, one of the first, um, uh, papers that I, that I wrote was on, um, user modeling back in, in, in 87. And I think this is an area that is going to sort of resurface um, as, as an interesting topic. And I, I sort of dipped my toe back into it with, again, with Alexa, where, you know, Alexa will can be more personable if it has a model of who it's speaking to. So like I do Premier League um, football. I'm not going to say that S word because I'm talking to, you know, <laughs> Premier League. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> so, so um, my Alexa skill knows if you're what teams you like, but more importantly for Premier League, what teams you hate. Um, so, like in our household, we can't, you can't even wear red because my son so hates Arsenal. Um, but if I, um, uh, if Arsenal has done badly, and I know that you like Arsenal, my skill will say, oh, Arsenal had a bad day. But if my skill knows that you hate Arsenal and Arsenal has a bad day, <laughs> they stunk again. But so you have to have a, you have to have a model. And this does t- tie back in that lots of people who are doing prompt engineering talk about telling the model, you're good at answering this question. But it's much, much less common for people to say, talk to me as if I am an expert or talk to me as if I am a, a, a novice. And I think that's really important. And uh, I mean, I've also heard the chat systems described as mansplaining as a service. Um, and I actually asked chat what it thought about being called mansplaining as a service. Um, uh, and it said, well, that's humorous, but a little critical. <laughs> so I think I heard its feelings, which is quite quite interesting. Um, but it's, you know, one of the, the, the key components of mansplaining is, is overconfidence, overgeneralization, and not paying attention to who you're speaking to. You know, I mean, I love the stories where someone explains to someone else about what some book means, and then it turns out they're talking to the author. I mean, those are wonderful. I just love those. So... Uh, yesterday, I, I, I asked uh, one of these systems, um, explain serverless to me as if I was in sixth grade. It's like, 
okay. And then I said, okay, now explain it to me as if I had a PhD in computer science. And it gave very, very different answers. And they were better answers. But we don't seem to have so far the notion of a persistent and evolving model of who you're speaking to. And I think we should. Um, now, Amazon Q, which is part of their, you know, their contingent in, in this area, um, is quite interesting. And Q, Q is you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, I think it's, it's, it's at this point. And for people who don't know Q, there are now in most places in the console, you can ask natural language questions. Um, and so I got a, I got a huge CloudWatch bill this morning. And so I went into CloudWatch and I clicked on Q and I said, why is this bill so high? <laughs> and it gave me some answers. And I said, what can I do about it? it? Gave me some answers. And that's actually, I'm um, quite cool. And it has- Were they, go were they correct answers? Yes. Useful yeah. Answers? Yeah. Um, I mean, and it actually saved me from going down a rabbit hole because it turns out um, that uh, you know, most of the files that were, were CloudFront that were generating CloudFront costs were small image files. But if you call a small image file a million times, it you know it adds up. Um, and I was starting to go down the okay. Oh, I want to change my cache headers in the CloudFront distribution behavior tab to, it's like, oh God. Um, and then I saw Q said, oh, and by the way, it won't do it for JPEGs or GIFs. I'm like, well, okay, then forget it. So, so that, that, that was nice. But um, Cloud, so Q is getting better. But one of the things that we talked about, because we got, we heard about Q, you know, six months ago or so under NDA and so on was the notion, again, of user modeling in that it should know if you're an expert or not an expert. So like, I know CloudFront pretty well. So give me a higher level answer. And, and but, you know, other systems I don't know as well. So I think, I think there's lots of room for, um, for, for that to evolve. And, um, I, I think, in fact, that may be one of the the, the big places that, that we go next. I mean, there's some there's so, there's so much going on. You know, we we we're already hearing. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it's so funny. The life cycle has gone so quick. It's like, you know, people say, "Oh, none of this neural network stuff existed six months ago," and it's like, oh, "I was doing neural network stuff in '87." Come on, come on. It's just it's just you know, taken off. But I've already seen articles saying. Rag is over. Rag is about to be over, and it's like most people are like, "Whoa, whoa, what's what's rag?" <laughs> and if you don't know, it's retrieval augmented generation, and the idea is that you can do a query to find out information about, you know, the specific topic that you're asking about, and add that to the prompt, and then the LLM will know more about it. But it is, it it it's it's definitely a bit of a pain. You have to collect this information. You have to vector encode it. Some of the vector encoding systems are expensive. Um, uh, Postgres. Um, no, I mean, I mean, Postgres is a good one. Postgres, you know, is, is, is a much less expensive one. Um, but people are already, you know, most people are still just learning what RAG is. And now we're already seeing articles saying, oh, RAG is over. There'll be new, better ways to do it. So I think circling back, I think Bedrock is a great approach to stay flexible. Right up here at this level, you know, most people don't need to, you know, be down here. I mean, back in the day, people were writing, you know, sort algorithms in C, and nobody does that anymore because um, we're working at a higher level.
I mean, that's the thing that AWS have done with a number of their AI services pre-Bedrock. That was the whole thing of recognition. It was, here's a bunch of things that do some cool stuff for you. Hit the API, it'll do what you ask it to. You know, have, have they got PPE on? What's in this image? Is there anything offensive? Give me a confidence that there's nudity or adult content or, or whatever. And it, it was just... Here's an API, great. I don't have to worry about any of the rest of it. I can just consume. So it definitely feels like a continuation of form, but just with a lot more going on underneath it rather than like one model. Right, right. And um, and, and it's funny that you mentioned um, recognition because one of the things that was really striking in Werner's um, keynote, brilliant keynote, by the way, um, it's it's he always brings the heart and the, and the soul. And he talked about, um, and I see your cat moving in the background. Very pretty cat. <laughs> um, he talked about don't always go for generative AI. You know, old ML is still really, really interesting. Um, and they had um, a keynote speaker uh, from a group called Thorn, I believe, that was using, um, you know, uh, ML to try to find, um, you know, uh, child abuse pictures on the, the dark web and it's like okay i can get behind i can get behind trying to s s shut that kind of stuff down and you don't need generative ai it's not generative it's it's just machine learning i mean it's just machine <laughs> learning bunch of if statements <laughs> a little more than that but um <laughs> <clears throat> sometimes i'm amazed by what can be achieved with uh, with ai generative ai image recognition and so on and so forth and sometimes I'm incredibly frustrated. So I spent my day yesterday uh, tidying up some old mountain bikes to be sold. And uh, I like to sell things on Facebook Marketplace because it's free. So I listed uh, a girl's bike on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, then I listed a boy's bike uh, on Facebook Marketplace. And granted, they are very similar. Uh, but the AI decided that they were the same and that I created a duplicate listing. And therefore, I need to change the photos of the boy's bike because they're the same as the pictures of the girl's bike. And they're not. They're different shape. They're different colors. They were taken in the same location in slightly different light. And uh, I thought, mm, a AI fail, methinks. <laughs> it's definitely not a human making that decision. And uh, no ability for me to override. So, uh, yeah, we're making some uh, great advances in some places. But in other places, there's still a long way to go, I think. And uh, I guess that's not down to the technology. It's probably down to the way that it was coded for that particular use case. But, uh, yeah. Right, right. Well, it's it, and there's so many of these things. I mean, I was asking yesterday, I'm doing some coding, and I asked uh, one of these systems to tell me how to do a certain thing. And it gave me the answer. And I didn't like the answer. I said, can you give me a better answer? And it's like, yeah. okay, sure. And like, well, w wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Why don't we start with that? <laughs> <laughs> Did you like the better answer? Um, yeah, it's it 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 turns out that it was you know, I, I guess I was looking for a really simple answer because it was New Year's Day and I wasn't so interested in coding. I wanted to watch Liverpool, but you know, <laughs> but it was okay. It was okay. But but yeah, there's definitely there's definitely uh, uh, mixes and there's definitely times when it's disappointing. Um, I will say I've had a lot of fun asking it to rewrite some of my blogs in, from different personas. So I had a blog about serverless, and I said, write it from the point of view of a surfer dude in California. It's like, whoa, <laughs> serverless, man. 
And then I said, <laughs> then I said, write it from the point of view of, uh, a, a, you know, of, of a redneck. And it's like, well, then they're Amazonians off. They, they're there. They're there yammering again. <laughs> and then, um, and I said, okay, write it from the point of view of a overly educated, uptight, uh, liberal from Boston. And it basically gave me back my original. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it can be very smart. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes, I'll be here all week. You know, tip your waitress. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm conscious of time. So uh, that was a, a very interesting discussion about AI. But we have got some other articles that we wanted to touch on. I don't think we're going to get through all of them. But let's skip on to the uh, second article in the list this week. Um, and uh, this one um, is about uh, how AWS has added automated detection of unused IAM roles users and permissions so john we haven't heard much from you this year yet uh, 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 only the first day back <laughs> and you're already jaded but uh you know tell us born uh, jaded <laughs> tell, so, us, right. tell us why this excites you Oh, because you pay me for to be excited about it. Um, right. So <laughs> this is a continuation of IAM Access Analyzer generally, right? So a little while ago that came out, and what you could do was you could um, monitor a cloud trail, trail, I think, and it would generate a list of permissions to achieve the things that you'd done in that trail time. So you had to give yourself like privilege access, then go and do the job you needed to do, and then it would spit out, uh, here's all the things that you've actually done policy cool we like that good way of doing least privilege the other side of least privilege is making sure that people and roles that aren't being used anymore are removed this is cool this is great we like this the detection was kind of already there because you could look at an access key you could look at a user you could see their last console login time or the last time it was used this is for i am I think you can do the same for SSO users um, and roles as well. You can look at the last time they were used, but it was only in the console. This is now um, basically a tool that kind of wraps all that up into a nice kind of graphic. So it gives management types this this lovely set of charts, which I know you like, Carl, because you like a graph. Love a chart, yeah. Love a chart. It's got, it's got pie charts and bar charts in there as well. So two of my favorite charts. What's the difference between a, pie, a bar graph and a line and a column graph? Because it's like the same data, but the right. other way. Right. Right. I don't understand why yeah. they're doing that, yeah. but whatever. Um, God, my maths teacher would fire me for that one. Shoot me, whatever it is that maths teachers do. Um, but that's cool. That's quite handy. We like that because it means from a sysadmin type perspective, you can go in and see that, you know, these people haven't used anything for a while. Are they still with the company? Did I not get a notification that they'd left? Um, or, you know, do they just no longer work in that role? Or are they, do they just not need access? And we can go and clean all that up. That's great. Standard annoyances with this, though, is you can activate it through the console or through the API. No CloudFormation support from day one. Thank you so much. Like, I think this is a thing that, that CBs and heroes and consultants the world over have been crying out for for years. It's give me a new service and give me CloudFormation support on day one, please. Because what this results in, invariably, is Terraform gets there first, and you'll be able to do this within, with Terraform by the end of the week. And CloudFormation, it'll be a year. Cool. So, nice feature. Really annoying shortcoming in terms of turning it on. Although you could always use a, a, a custom, a custom a Lambda <laughs> custom resource. Yeah, but then I have to write unit tests for my custom resource. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Because if you get it wrong, it's really bad. Um because the CloudFormation stack can get hung for four hours, and there's mm. nothing you can do about that. 
you know I've been there before when it, where you forget to do a delete action for it and it goes I don't know what to do now and it just sits there for half a day right right um so one of the things that strikes me about this whole access analyzer approach is what about um the extreme situations what about so this is all so so you you turn it on and you let it go for a week and let's suppose it's a good week and nothing catastrophic happens but suppose that you in your disaster recovery scripts or whatever you need an elevated privilege which seems quite a reasonable concept the access analyzer wouldn't see that that role had been used, you know? And so it would say, no, you never need the ability to, I don't know, delete a confirmation sack or whatever. And it's like, oh, but but I do now, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a problem that you have with a lot of these tools, be it for access or for cost or for whatever, is they don't have the context of what you're actually using these things for. So automatic remediation, I don't think it was mentioned in the article, is something I'm always very cautious of because it's, the, the big one is cost savings, and it's not applicable for this, but the big one is cost savings. It's you're not using these EBS volumes. They're not attached to anything. Yeah, that's because of how the system works. It will attach to them, do things with them, and then detach from them again once it's finished. So just the timings don't match up, but they are being used. I think Spacewalk does that. Um, so it's it's all about context. It's it's just more data, I think. Right. And the other thing is that this, this new access analyzer uh, is a paid uh it's a it's a paid thing so um so 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 leave it on long so so leave it on leave long, it on long term to cover, to cover all the different cases but don't leave it on a lot yeah basically <laughs> cool all right let's skip on to our next article which i think is probably going to be the last one we have time for this week uh but uh, this one is about uh the uh free tier api uh, which has recently been exposed by aws and i'm wondering brian if this uh, might have helped you with your unexpected uh, cloudwatch bill from your uh, from your soccer skill oh god, oh, god that s word <laughs> I, 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 my, my my ears are bleeding um um well uh, yes conceptually I, I i i love the the idea i mean i i think um I, I think a great interview question if you were hiring someone for uh, uh, Amazon, and I hope you can't hear my dog barking, but... Um, uh, we can, but John's cat can't, so I think we're good. <laughs> okay, one second. Uh, um, oh, God, okay, I'm getting a delivery of something. Um, uh I like the idea of the, oh, so one of the, I think a, a great interview question would be, uh, tell me a time that you had an unexpected Amazon bill. And Every the, month. Well, well, <laughs> well, well, right. But the thing is, if the, if the, if the candidate says, oh, I've never gotten one, then it's like, well, then I know you haven't been, been serious. <laughs> um, um, so I think, I think it, I think it, it, it is a great thing. I mean, there's, um, there's also, I don't know. I, I, I have budget alerts um, uh, set up. Um, it's also, I'll, I'll say, free cheer is tricky, especially if you have credits, because the way Amazon does credits... Um, it's not applicable for everything. Right. But also, you know, I'll get, I'll, I'll get a bill and I'll say, 
you owe zero dollars. And, and, you know, and, but then I see my credit coming down. It's like, what did I spend my credits on? And there are ways to do it, but it's, 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 it's tricky. So, but I think this is, I think this is um, a great thing. I think it's clearly a response to, I think Azure, Azure or GCP has, has something where you can say, I'm only in free tier and don't let uh, me Oracle cloud does that. I know for a fact it's so a, you have to explicitly say, I want to pay money now. Oracle has a cloud. Oracle, Oracle, not really a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know. I, I guess I didn't know, realize whether I was being sarcastic or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have an offering. They call it a cloud. I don't think it really is, but okay. that has a thing. I think GCP as well has a thing where you basically have to say, yes, I'm willing to give you money now. And this is one of the bugbears that I think a lot of people have had with AWS's free tier is one, that's not a thing. It's not really a free tier. And there's kind of three different types of it as well, because there's the free for a bit, there's the always free, and then there's free up to a point. So it's okay. Right. Although, although to to give them credit, I mean, I do I do get periodically uh, an email saying you're you've hit eighty five percent of your free tier for each month for CloudWatch metrics because I do a lot of metrics for my skill because I monitor. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think it's absolutely a good thing. I mean, it's it it addresses a pain point, and if it lets you know, I mean, I mean, we've I don't know, I've clearly drunk the drunk the Kool Aid for. For Amazon, or I, it's, it's a phrase that I'm really trying, wish would become a meme. I've waterboarded the Kool Aid, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and uh, in that, you know, if it if it gives uh, AWS a way to say, yeah, 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 don't you don't have to worry about those other guys. We 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 can do this too. You know, it it, it makes sense, and it it is. I think it, you know, stipulate that no company is, you know. Um, I don't know. Every company is a business, and so they'll have that aspect to it. But um, Amazon does really, I think, try to to be good to to the customer. Um, uh, but but I, I have to make a reference a a a a reference to uh, uh, have you have you all seen the show Upload? No. Oh, it's a wonderful no, show about you. No. You get to go to this virtual reality, paid virtual reality. Um, you know, after after you die. I've seen clips of it on TikTok, I think. Yeah, I've seen bits of it. This does tie back, I promise, in just a sec. Um, And they talk about, you know, and it's not Verizon, it's Horizon. And, you know, so they they do these things. Mm. And they talk about this unnamed company whose logo used to be Don't Be Evil. But but in in the show, it's the, the, the logo is Don't Be Evil, obviously. But they're like, is that Don't Be Evil, obviously, or... Don't be obviously evil. It's like oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so, but, but, boom. But I think Amazon really does try to, um, you know, save you money where where it can because it's they're you know they're making plenty of money, keep the users happy, and you know being being nice, being cost uh, conscious to your folks who are just trying your service is a great business model. It's a win win. And that's what we want to see. We want to see win-wins. Absolutely. Well, on that note, we have reached the end of our time for this week. So um, 
thank you very much for your insights today, Brian. It's been great to have you on uh, as a guest. We must be doing something right if people are happy to come back. So uh, we really appreciate uh, you joining us again. And uh, John, uh, you, you don't really have a choice, do you? So uh, you just uh, <laughs> well, you love it, really. You love yeah. it. You love it. Well, thanks for having me. This is always, this is always a blast. I mean, chatting chatting with uh, with with smart people and 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 kibitzing is is uh, is all all kinds of fun. Well, we really appreciate your insights and uh, thank you both John and Brian uh, for your input this week. That was season three, episode one of Logicast. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with a, another episode of Logicast. Don't forget you can download us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to see what we look like, you can see us on YouTube as well. Uh, thanks for listening. See you again next time. And come on, you Spurs. <laughs> <laughs>